For your Saturday morning, we've got you covered with all things sport with a side of carry-on. Calling on my friends for the weekend. This is what we're going to do. Triple M's Weekend Huddle. Nestle in. In a semi-disorderly manner. Ryan Daniels, Danny Shuey and Tom Atkinson. Take it away. Hey, it's going down. Yes, good morning. Welcome to it. It's uh, Saturday morning, Easter weekend. We're here. We're done with Good Friday. And the weekend huddle is finally in its proper time slot, 8 o'clock. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Danny. <laughs> Jeez, enjoyed the hour's sleep in this oh, morning. hasn't Ryan whinged Give about this extra hour? Mate, you've got kids. Surely you're up early anyway. Might have finally tuned. They get up at 7 o'clock. So seven, yeah, right. yeah. Oh my gosh. yeah. What have How, we done right? I mean, we strap them into the bed. No, they, don't, they can't actually move. <laughs> we unlock them at 7 a.m. <laughs> Uh, big show coming up this morning because we are into a massive weekend of Good Friday footy. We'll get to that, the game yesterday. Five yeah. days of footy. There yeah. should be more footy on across the weekend. There should, there should more be. More on last night, I reckon, but we'll touch on that. Mm. Uh, we're going to cross to Adelaide because Bernie Vince is over there in the Adelaide studios. The Dockers, of course, play this morning, 11.45 Perth game. time. Massive. Big game for them. Uh, and the waffle starts this weekend. And Jackson Nelson is the new captain of the West Coast side. Exciting. Not sure he's got anyone to play with after all being bumped up to play for the senior his team, team. His team went from a very good side to a very undermanned side in the space of about four minutes oh, on gosh. last Sunday. We've got that and a heap more. We'll uh, chat, chat US Masters. We'll play Beat the Huddle, Rusty's Motorsport. And Danny is not happy with some footy fans. No, I'm not. Uh, but last night, though, gee, these guys are up and about. <laughs> oh, wow. Every single Blues fan across the country right now is celebrating like they're top of the ladder. And no one celebrates like a Carlton fan because they've been down (laughs) for so long. Well, the Carlton fans are like, you know, the familiar. They're mostly Italian, I think, the Carlton fans. Are you surprising you're not a Carlton fan? Did you grow up a Carlton fan? Do you know what? When I was watching the game yesterday, I was going for Carlton because I just naturally felt myself. You'd be a big lie on street. As she was watching the game, she was eating a big bowl of pasta. (laughs) and Standing on the cars with the flares. Squashing tomatoes with her feet to make sauce. If if I lived over there, (laughs) if if I lived over there, that would be my my team. Walking around, bop, 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 bop. Oh, yeah. That was all about Good Friday dinner last night. We were loving the Blues. <laughs> of course. No, they, they, they are playing well, Carlton. I mean, they weren't that convincing in the end. They had a patch of about 20 minutes where they looked unbelievable. When Harry Mackay and Charlie Curnow are turning it on, I don't think there's a better combination in the league. Like, that includes Hawkins and Cameron. I, I think those two guys are going to be absolutely dominant for the next decade. Uh, when one of them's on, typically the other one's not. But yesterday, they were both on. Well, Charlie's the one, isn't he? He's really stepped up this year and last year yep. as well because he was injured and then off the park for so long. Yeah, He looks like now he could win the Coleman, the Brownlow, the Works. Yeah, he, he looks like the best player in the competition when he's going. And, and that's funny because Mark Robertson did say that, and I think he caught some flack for it. But Charlie, is, he is a show. He is a show in himself. I can't wait to see him live. Um, they had a, a really convincing, not that convincing, but a decent win. Brisbane the night before had a win that they had to have. Yeah. Absolutely had to have. But back to Good Friday, you want more footy? I think there should be a game at night on Good Friday. So a couple of years ago, there was talk, let's have no footy on Good Friday, the day itself. Yeah, it used to be a thing. A thing, right? Have no pubs open. Yep. Nothing open at all. Mm, yeah. Everybody stay inside, hold up your cross and mm. you know, do your Hail Marys and that kind of stuff. 
<laughs> or did, and now it's changed well, quite a lot. I saw yesterday there were pubs open yeah. everywhere. Cafes. I the works. drove past the Queens was open yesterday. Well, Mary uh, Street Bakery, I had something there. That's probably a fight there from businesses to say, like, it's a it's a public holiday. Yeah. Let us let us yeah. be open, open like any open. other public holiday because not a lot of people follow that religion. You yeah. know what I mean? But, but last night. I don't think people are at home doing hey. Well, back in the okay. day. <laughs> last night when I got home, I sat down and I was, looked at my oh. app to find out what game of footy is on tonight. And there was nothing on. Nothing. And I thought, missed opportunity for the, from the AFL. People yeah. at home, we've uh, drip-fed, just teased you, a yeah. little bit of a fluffer with an early game. Mm. Now I would like the full experience at night time. Do you think, the do you think it would still pack a stadium on Good Friday Of course night? it would. You think? They got yeah. 50,000 yesterday during yes, the day. Yes, okay. Yeah. To mm. a game that, you know, wasn't that high a billing. Okay. But they did raise a lot of money, $23 million for the Royal Children's yeah, Hospital. That That's a great. Good Friday appeal. That's mm-hmm. really good in one day. That's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, I, I, why not double down on that too? Yeah. You could keep going, have another game, make it in Melbourne. Who cares? Make it somewhere else. I agree with you. There's a lot of people sitting around doing not much on Good Friday. I think bring it in. Um, moving on to West Coast quickly, a lot of changes. Just when they thought that they were getting healthy, Danny, bang, smack, whack in the how, face. The big question is, how's Luke's hand? Oh, oh yes, yeah. his hand's okay. It's okay? It's okay. It's not... He's a little bit frustrated. A few apologies that he had to... <laughs> He's out two out weeks with a hammy and nine weeks with a broken hand. <laughs> had to apologise to a few people after that incident, but, you know... To frust- the sponsors of the sign. I know you can feel the frustration when you look back Well, at the... to be fair, I reckon every West Coast fan punched the wall next to them at the mm. same time yeah. as they saw him go out because it's frustrating. They lost... Not just Luke Shuey, but Jeremy McGovern, Campbell Chesser, Jamie Cripps, Liam Ryan, Dom Sheed, who got elbowed into the throat. Can you explain to me what a fractured, fractured throat, throat is? Well, it's essentially a fractured larynx, which means it basically sounds like this at the moment. Which I, like, Dommy's got an iconic Adam's apple, so I hope oh, hello. that oh. hasn't done anything. <laughs> that hasn't, he does, it's an iconic Adam's, I hope Austin, that doesn't done anything to that. that look, because that's a part of his... That's a part of his look. He's how actually long? got a sponsorship from Granny Smith. <laughs> That's how big it is. Hey, uh, Frio and Adelaide after the show today. Correct. So we'll catch up with Bernie Vince next hour. To chat he on. is in Adelaide. He's there for the Saturday rub, which comes up after us, mm-hmm. after us. And then the big game. So we'll find out what's happening, what's the weather like, everything over there for the big game. Hey, Rusty's motorsports up soon. We'll find out the latest mm. on what's happening with those idiots who jumped onto the track yeah. at the uh, Melbourne about that. Grand Prix. Yeah. But right now, though, Dan, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading something on my page. Sorry. I'm not happy. Oh. Now, you plugged it as not happy with footy fans. And I'm going to have a lot of people listening to this going, shut up, Danny. Oh. But the Freo footy fans. Oh, here we go. I. A lady wrote into the paper through the week. Her name was Irene Sanderson from Kalamunda. Love it, Irene. Irene Sanderson headlines her letter to the editor, Frio Boo's a disgrace. Now, she just watched the first quarter of the Derby. Wonderful football. Scores were so close. They were in the first quarter. Well done, Irene. She wants to vent, though. The boos from the Frio crowd when Andrew Gaff got his first touch were nothing short of disgusting. The incident was some years ago. Gaff said the penalty he paid the penalty he was given several weeks on the sideline. So please, Freo supporters, no more unnecessary appalling disappointing behaviour. No more unnecessary booing. I have to agree with Irene. Shocker. What? <laughs> I'm not Irene. I haven't well, written into the paper. It's I don't my... know. This reeks I'm of not... Danny can't write into the paper. <laughs> 
<laughs> so she's got there, and she. But normal people these days would have a burner account. Are you on no, Twitter? Are you on Twitter? No, no, no. Danny doesn't know how to use technology no. too well, so she's <laughs> actually written a letter from. Did you go to Calamunda Post I'm Office to Irene. send it? I'm not Irene Sanderson. I did not bloody do that, Ryan. Now I have to agree with her. And it is, it's controversial me coming out and saying that, but I think enough's enough. Like it happened. I'm not copping that. I'm not copping that. Correct. Like 2019. Jesus, it was a sting, wasn't it? This happened. Really? <laughs> Punches it, you in the face, get, that one. Get, 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 <laughs> give it to me again. Give it to me again. I'm not copping that. I'm not copping that. 2019, this happened. And it's like a 2018. 20, was it 2018? 2018. Because yeah. Andrew Gaff sure? missed a premiership that year because oh my of gosh, the, was that? Because he yes. punched Andrew Gaff in the face. Oh, sorry, Andrew Brayshaw in the face. Got like an, was it eight weeks, Tommy, or six weeks? Yeah, Whatever it was, it was, eight, it was just enough to miss the, the flag. The grand final, yeah. Okay, so I get it. At the time, maybe the year after when West Coast are playing Frio, there's a little bit of tension there. But after this happened, him and Andrew Brayshaw reconciled, mm. moved on from it. It all came out publicly that everyone's okay after this. And the fact that he plays Frio and still gets booed like that is pretty out there. Like if I was... Gaffy's family, his partner, mm. and it was happening to Luke, I'd be like, come on. He's remorseful. It's done. We've moved on from it. It was however many seasons ago. I think enough's enough. What do you think, I've boys? Got Am two, I out there? Well, I've got two different ways of thinking about this. One, on one side, I think he's paid the ultimate price. and So every footballer plays to win premierships. That incident will haunt him forever, yep. right? With, regardless of the booze, he's missed a premiership. He, uh, the way things are going at West Coast, he'll probably never get a crack at another one. So that's that's going to sit with him forever. So that one moment of stupidity. And besides that, he's been a very clean player. Mm. On the flip side, I kind of like when opposition fans hate players. I kind of like when there's a bit of feeling in it and there's a bit of anger in it. Yeah, but If it's for much. the right reasons, though, like I don't like what Adam Goods got booed. I wasn't sure about Joe Watson getting booed. No. I, I, the gaff one, it's been a while. Like, it's, yeah. Freo fans will never forget, I don't think. It's been it's, five years. They've played pack. ten times. It's pack mentality, though, right? So a couple yeah. of people do it and everyone jumps on board. Yeah. That's what I – yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head, Tommy. I don't think it's 50,000 Fremantle no, fans it, doing it. It's it probably closer 000. to five. Yeah. Jeez, it sounded like 50,000. Well, it but, can. Yeah. It can sound like a lot more. So what mm. do you think, Tommy? Well, they, boo or no boo? I think they'll boo people like Griffin Logue, who they didn't want to re-sign. That's fair. He'll get booed. A couple of times. But I think that's even almost like worse. Like, Griffin's done nothing wrong. They just didn't give him give him the contract and didn't want to re-sign him. Mm. Didn't value what other clubs did, and they'll boo him anyway. We love a boo here. We 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 are booers. I got no problem with WA it. WA people boo. You pay your ticket. Eagles you can do fans it. You have can do it for years. Do what you want within reason, of course, not doing the good stuff. Other than that, whatever you like. You want to boo, you want to, you know. Don't swear, don't anything worse than that. Yeah. You can boo whoever you like. You've paid your money. You're a professional athlete. You get paid good money. That's the way it is. Oh, okay. Geez. So right. you've got a you've got a free yeah. booer. You've got a no booing. If I ever catch you booing course, Luke, I come across the fence. Oh, if, I ever, over here. if I ever catch either of you booing Luke, I come across my banana that, that I'm holding. Don't point that banana at us. Slap you in the head with it. Oh. Uh, Danny's got a banana out, not happy with Ryan. <laughs> oh, we'll come and slap you. And Ryan is sitting on the fence. Uh, up next, Rusty's Motorsport. What's the latest in those fans who have uh, invaded the Melbourne Grand Prix? 92.9 Triple M. Pedal to the metal. And it's lights out and away we go. This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix brakes. Put your foot down with confidence.
Our great mate Greg Russ from the Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the Listener app. Well, it's after a crazy Grand Prix last weekend in Melbourne. Bit to unpack from all of that. Morning, Rusty. Hey, Rusty. Hey, Rusty. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Record crowd, 444,000 people over the four days of the event. But always the way, some idiots have to spoil it for everyone else. There was a track invasion at the end. This was just stupidity of the highest order. Madness. So, so dangerous with cars still on the track. They approached one of the cars that was sort of stricken on the side of the road and because they regenerate um, so much energy now, the electricity in them can be so dangerous if it's not discharged properly. So, I'm told they're going to try and use facial recognition technology, at least that's what I believe, to identify those that were the early perpetrators that kind of started the wave. So, if that's you and you're listening to this, you're in a world of trouble. There are going to be big fines for that if they can track you down. In other codes, as you guys know, there are life bans for this sort of thing that, that regularly happen. And I reckon that's the kind of message we need to be sending because the bulk of the people at the end wanted and were doing the right thing and they want to be able to enjoy that celebration around the podium. Imagine if, in the wake of the inquiry into this, that sort of thing gets banned. So... Understandably, the international governing body has asked for a serious please explain. Um, There's a pretty detailed review of things happening at the moment. One of the caps I wear at the event, the many caps that I do, is um, voiceovers for uh, big screen and and PA-based safety announcements. And we could not have made it any clearer. We played them ad nauseum over the weekend about not doing this stuff. So I just hope they don't spoil it for everyone else. It was a podium of world champions, Rusty, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso, but with all the restarts, was the race a little bit of a farce? I think farce is probably a step too far, but some have likened it to that, I know, in the in the press. Um, the intent is good to try and um, restart it and get proper racing to determine the outcome. I think they clearly overplayed that card and finishing it under a safety car is... Um, ultimately, as Max Verstappen said in in looking back on it all, he said it was all a bit of a a mess by the governing body. So they've got work to do in trying to iron that out and to make it clearer um, for fans. But the idea of of trying to um, restart things, in essence, is good, but they just probably overdid it. Yeah, this was hard to watch. Daniel Ricciardo looking like a spare on the pit wall, not racing. And was it really a Bradbury moment for Oscar Piastri getting his first points in F1? Probably is a bit hard to watch, um, to your first part of your question, to watch Dan on the pit wall. But uh, when the TV cut to him, the roar from the crowd was enormous. You could We could hear it quite a distance away. So he is still a hugely popular figure. And and the questions around this about being perched there and does it feel awkward and so on, he's given the strongest indication yet that he wants to be back behind the wheel in 2024. Um, We don't know where that will be yet, but he's clearly far from done it. And I reckon that's a good thing. He's still got something to offer uh, Formula One um, beyond just being a, a popular figure. No, it wasn't a Bradbury moment for Oscar Piastri. You can argue that all, all you want. Um, the, what's different is he showed immense composure, as a colleague of mine reflected on the, the podcast this week, throughout the restarts, the early part of the race and so on. He made great choices. When there was drama unfolding in front of him, yes, he was there at the end, um, but it's but it's... Three long days there, and for him to be able to get his first points 
in the sport at home, I reckon is an immense launch pad for, for Oscar Piastri's F1 career. Thanks, Rusty. Happy Easter. We'll catch you next week. Cheers, Rusty. The checkered flag's out for Rusty's Motorsport Update. It's McLaren and Ricciardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Danny, one of the biggest sporting events uh, is on right now across the weekend. Yes, the US Masters. Do you like this music? Well, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Luke's been watching the golf, and it's very boring. Oh, it's turn very, it up. It's no, no. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I appreciate golf. I appreciate the sport, but the the coverage, like the broadcast, no. is very. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're here today. It's the a tradition. Room. That's gonna yeah, say. It's, I it's know, a classic. I understand, and I get they're all so well dressed and polished, and the way they talk, it's so privileged. Like I just do <laughs> not. Well, do you not? I'll give you an update. Okay, go. So Brooks, give me the scores. Brooks Kepka, mm. who was uh, went to live golf. This is a bit of a turnaround. So he's at the top at uh, twelve under. Uh, John Rahm, he was one of the favourites at nine. The best of the Aussies, Jason Day, at five under, back for an entire for sixth. He was as high as nine under. But the big story was the weather. So the weather came mm, in last night. I I'm not saw. sure if you saw, but three giant trees, like yep. big pine trees, fell. <sighs> Onto the onto the course and just miss spectators and golfers. So did they delay? Got to play, yeah, through, obviously. Got to play through the trees. Happy <laughs> <laughs> Gilmore. Um, they've uh, they've they shut the round down and they'll start again early tonight. Okay. For round number. But it sounds three. like the weather's going to hold that off too, right? Weather's yeah, they're be... hoping it might blow across a bit and then be okay. But mm. it, yeah, he might end up not finishing till Monday. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is right on the cut line. Good I love how she just you. is like, I know who Tiger Woods is. I'm just going to throw that <laughs> name up. Throw the name up. Check Tiger if he's Woods. playing. And if you say he's not, then we'll all talk about Tiger Woods. <laughs> uh, if you watch Tiger Woods across the last couple of days, yeah. you'd be surprised he's out there. Can barely walk. Yeah. You know, if you've hurt your leg and you have to walk downhill. It, you'd feel a bit more unstable. Yeah. He looks like that all the time. Bit looks stiff. like He looked like Liam Ryan and Jeremy oh. McGovern on the weekend playing golf. So he's uh, he's struggling out there. But um, if you want to go to the Masters and you can't get a ticket through the lottery, it's about $15,000 Australian to go. See what it's I mean? Expensive. It is all very expensive. But not all oh, of it. You do a pretty good English accent. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but not all of it is that posh, though, because they have this Masters... Dinner. Danny. Yes, so the champions dinner. Now yeah. I have I do know a little bit about golf because I have heard about this. It's apparently when the winner takes out the masters, they mm-hmm. get to pick the, the menu, menu for yeah. the dinner that evening. Mm. Um or when is the when is the dinner that it so next, I think it's the Tuesday but in the lead up to the week. Right. All the previous winners in one room wearing their green jackets, yes, eating all, food designed yes. by the previous winner. And it's it's very exclusive. So oh, yeah. not, not a lot of media, nothing's really let in. The only thing we know is what's on the menu, right? So I was having a little look online and looking at stuff. There was like... These pro golfers are like putting hamburgers on their menu. Scotty Scheffler like burgers. Yeah. Yep. yep. Sliders he had sliders. last year. So he went with um, the sliders. He had some firecracker shrimp, which is basically deep fried shrimp you get from sure. a fish and chip shop. Uh, steak, fish, Brussels sprouts, mac and cheese. Jeez, very standard. standard. Like there's no ceviche in there, is there? There's no ceviche. Sort of... No one likes ceviche. Okay. Well, All right. Well, hold on I a minute. Love Let's. Let's mm. say you won the Masters, mm. Danny. What's on your menu? What are you What are you making us eat yeah, Ital- next year? Italian tomato sauce. So apparently, well, savacci or whatever. She's- savacci, please <laughs> do not. Do not. Do not even call it savacci. <laughs> Ceviche for like an entree. Oh, nice, right? It's a little bit of raw raw fish there. Um, Must be nice. The, the main, you know, a hand-cut 
truffle, you know, carbonara, papadelli, like mo- mozzarella. You ate it with us the other night, Tom. Oh, no, it was so you licked the bowl, mate. I was going to play that no matter what you said. <laughs> you licked the bowl clean. One, nah, I'm all in. One all triple in. three five three. Give us a call. We want to know what you'd have on your master's menu. One it's essentially dish. your death row menu as well, right? Yeah. It doubles up. What would you have, Ryan? Well, I'm a bit of a simpleton. I've written down a bucket of KFC chicken, but it has to be <laughs> but it has to be original recipe and it has to be only legs. I don't want any what? of this wing crap. It's got to be just legs. Just the legs. Just the drumsticks. Just where They're you the get the most bits. meat. Yeah, the yeah, best yeah. bits. The dark meat's good. And, yeah. And you, Tommy? Um, so I'm, I can't pronounce it properly. Oh, here we go. But I'm going to go for a, is it barn me? Is that how we say it? Oh, yeah, barn me. Yeah, the Vietnamese barn me. I'm going for a barn me. Just a roll. I'm all in. Just a barn me roll. Forget me not to a mean barn me. Yeah. There's one, uh, let's eat eat lunch bar cafe in West Perth. Mm. Very good. All right. I'd fly it over from uh, Vietnam, get one of the local guys in the corner, (laughs) bring him over. I yeah. like that. You know, import it I'll get all, the get colonel. I'll get the colonel in. Oh, uh, one, dead, triple three, five, three. <laughs> you guys are very simple. <laughs> we, I love it. No I one likes ceviche, Danny. Ceviche, papadelli, come on. I know I am quite, yeah. um, I got quite an acquired taste. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm quite talking about being posh. fancy. One, triple three, five, three. What would you have on your menu if you won the Masters? Now, up for grabs, a hundred bucks to spend at Market City Meats. Now, you could take some of this I was meat. I going to say, that's what you could have on your menu brisket. T-bone, maybe you're a smoker. Ribeye. Maybe you like something fancy like Danny. Maybe you're just ham and cheese toasty. What would you have on your master's dinner? 100 bucks for Market City Meats. Market City Meats, the heart of the Canning Vale markets and the largest retail butcher shop in WA supplying families. Fresh meat for over 35 years. That's on the table. One, triple, three, five, three. What would you have on your master's dinner? Hey, if you were watching Fox or KO last night... The Masters golf was all about that. We saw three trees fall over, almost take out some golfers and a spectator. It's been postponed. The grass looks green. The conditions are lovely. It's a great day for golf. That's a good, all right, a good, Savachi. Good job application there. John Rahm leads the way. Tiger is right on the verge of making the cut at two over par. But we are very keen to it's, talk about the food. It's great coverage to have an afternoon nap too. The US Masters, it's quite relaxing. I know what you in mean. The background. I know what you it mean. It is. You know, yeah. like, even like it's the kind cricket. of like test cricket. Yes, yeah, like yeah. test cricket. Thank you. So I'm it not doze gonna... off. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Sorry, Tommy, we're taking calls. I'm on triple three five three. Tommy I can't believe you said test cricket and Masters golf was the same. Tommy uh, looks Tom. horrified. <laughs> uh, Danny, tell us about the Masters yeah. champion dinner. So whoever wins it uh, gets to pick the menu for the champions dinner. So we've been asking one triple three five three. What you would have on the menu, please don't say what Ryan said and just KFC deep fried yeah. chicken. Oh, well, there has to be a drumstick. I was at least a little bit refined. <laughs> Michael's in Kensington. Good morning, Michael. Yeah, morning, Katie, uh, Danny, morning, uh, Ryan and uh, Tom. Sorry about that. That's all right, <laughs> mate. What would you have um, on the menu? Yeah, sorry, Ryan. I won't be going for any KFC. I religiously don't eat it. I'm a bit more sophisticated than oh, that. Oh, um, yeah, I think a lot of people. Really kidding, right? You're doing well to get the pass <laughs> here, Michael. More of this. Yeah, so I would go for a Malaysian salmon curry. I made it once Ooh. and thought this was immaculate. So uh, I've stuck at it. It works really well. The salmon's beautiful. Air fried as well. Works absolutely air- wonders. Hang on a second. Air oh, so you curry. air fry the salmon and then add it to the base? Yeah, yeah. So you air fry the salmon, you add the vegetables and the curry paste and the coconut milk to it. And then once the salmon's cooked, you chuck it into the curry mixture and it's really good. 
So Michael's not just bringing it. He's cooking it at the Masters. He's actually going to be the chef. Go past Audi, yeah. get the air fryer, Love rock it. up. That actually, actually sounds delicious. Thanks for the call, Michael. You know what else you can air fry? Chicken. Thanks, Chicken. Won't be as good, though. Sure. Oh, well, you don't have the Colonel's secret recipe. Stuart's in Rockingham. He's on the road. Hi, Stuart. Hey, how are you? Good, mate. Hey, what Stu. would you have on your menu? Um, I'd, I'd probably be more interested like if um, John Daly won. Oh, Hooters. Is that where we're going? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Buffalo wings. Buffalo oh. wings. Oh, um, not, not females in tight shirts. And a so. picture of beer. <laughs> have, you, have you heard about John Daly at the Masters? So he parks his RV at the front of Hooters for a week, mm-hmm. sets up shop, signs autographs for eight to ten hours a day and sells his own merchandise. He's like almost as big as the Masters. It's like this um, iconic thing that's been happening every year since 2006. Wow. Love it. Yeah. So Stuart's saying there, buffalo wings, a little and bit a Hooters inspired and beer. Don't mind it. Yeah, I don't it's mind that. It's on theme for the person that wins. Buffalo so wings done right. Jeez. Oh. Oof. A bit of blue cheese. Tell. Yeah, a bit of blue cheese, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for yeah. the call, Stuart. Let's go to Darren in Two Rocks. Good morning, Darren. Darren. Good morning, everybody. Hey, does. What's on your master's menu? It'll have to be chili mussels. Mm. You're speaking my language. A good yeah, bowl of chili mussels. Yeah, and then at the end, you've got to have a nice crusty bread and mop up all the oh, soup in the bottom. That is talking my language. We had Too a, messy. We had a spaghetti marinara last night at my dad's house for Good Friday, and it is all about the crusty bread at the end. You can't sit there up. in your green master's jacket you and have, eat chili oh, mussels. Oh, yeah, that's, you, a, that's a spill recipe. That's a recipe for disaster. absolutely can. Uh, Thanks for the call, Darren. Thanks, all right. Darren. We've got $100 uh, dollars there to spend at Market City Meat Co. Who are we uh, Rhino. Who are we awarding, Rhino? Your face looks like you don't like any of those. I'm not. Look, it's hard because they're all pretty good in their own way. I mean, Michael was going to air fry it himself, which... <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to fly at the Masters. I don't mind buffalo wings, but it's, it, that's probably because I'm not very highbrow with my food taste. Yeah. Uh, Danny, I'm going to give you the choice. Oh, I can't. Well, do you know what? I can't go past the chili mussels because that I think that is a like, good chili mussels. BYO Good napkin. sugo and crusty bread. That that takes it for me. So. Darren, congratulations. 100 Thanks, bucks Darren. at Market City Meats. You can take yourself down there and uh, fill yourself up with some meat for Easter weekend. Excellent. Thank you very much. Congrats, no. Darren. All right, coming up after 9 o'clock, Ryan's got the uh, the final word on the Dockers team. We'll find out who's playing, what's happening with the injuries, and what's happening across there in Adelaide. 92.9 Triple M, it's your weekend huddle. This man is the captain of the West Coast Eagles waffle side. They kick off this weekend. Uh, we say good morning to Jackson Nelson. Good morning, Jacko. Hey, Jacko. Hey, Jacko. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Jacko, thanks for waking up on game day to chat to us. I sort of said to Jacko, come on after nine, sleep in a little bit. I yeah, took care of him. a bit of a rest. Well, I want the boys to win. Tar. I've tipped West Coast to win, Jacko, by, oh, what did I do on my little West footy tipping 200 there? points. No, I think my two goals to beat <laughs> to you, beat the Bulldogs. Who did you tip, Ryan, in the waffle tipping? Oh, well, I'm not in the expert waffle tipping. <laughs> I've just discovered this this morning. They didn't even ask me. They've gone straight to the top and asked Danny Shuey. I, I said, am I on there? Yeah, move I, move I over, Ryan Daniels. I'm move out. over. Jacko, Thanks, hey, congratulations on captaincy this season. Um, it must feel good to be able to take charge and sort of lead the boys. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Yeah, it's a huge privilege and honour to be a part, to be a captain of the footy club, um, like your husband. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. It's a different challenge being a part of, you know, two different groups and trying to bring them together. But um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Now, now, Jacko, I know for a fact once your time ended in the West Coast AFL list, there was a lot of clubs lining up to get you, a lot of waffle clubs, even some clubs over east. What made you decide to stay at West Coast? 
Uh, I think I still got a lot of good mates still at West Coast. Um, so that was probably the main factor. Um, and I didn't really want to leave Perth. I know my family probably wanted me to come back home, but um, Why would I'm you? pretty settled here. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, the weather, man, beaches um, have it all over here. So um didn't really want to go back. So thought we have a bit, our best fit over here. And there was an opportunity at West Coast still to um, work in the community with Hannah Brayshaw and... Um, and then yeah, play waffle for the um, for the club. So I still get to play with my mates most weeks, and um, yeah, it's not a, a pretty easy decision in the end. He's now, a loyal man. He's a loyal man. You're still a, a relatively young man, even in footy terms. Um, was part of your decision trying to figure out, okay, if I want to get back to the top level, which I'm assuming part of you still does, was West Coast the best spot for that? Did you take that into consideration? Because I think you could still offer something at another AFL club. Uh, yeah, I think um, I wasn't completely sold on going back to the AFL. I think if a club really wants me, I'd be happy to do it. But um, I honestly, it was a long eight years being in an AFL environment. And, um, you know, I was probably a fringe player for a lot of that time and it took a lot out of me. So mm. um, to, I kind of have parked that for now and kind of just want to get back to enjoying my footy and I thought West Coast was probably the best place to do it because I know the environment. I'm pretty familiar with the game plan, um, and hopefully I can just have a good year of footy. Yeah, you touched on that there, being a fringe player in and out of the side. We just mentioned Bailey Banfield before. That must be a tough space for anyone, particularly a young man. He's got a lot going on. People asking you a lot of questions all the time, whether you're going to play or not. How does that sit for you? Uh, yeah, it's a tough position, and um, I mean, you're always waiting for that phone call on Thursday night, whether you're playing or not playing, and uh, whether you're going to be travelling emergency or whether you're going to even play any footy at all, you know, that kind of scenario. Um, it's definitely tough at times. Um, and, you know, you're never really settled. You're kind of always kind of looking over your shoulder, waiting for um, mm-hmm. whether you're going to get the tap on the shoulder, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, it's tough. And if you can stay in the side for as long as you can, it's always pleasant. But, um, yeah, it's a, definitely a mental challenge more than anything else. I've got a soft spot for Jacko, guys, because when he first moved to WA, he lived with Luke and I was sort of, you know, dating Luke. Ooh, French fire. I was over there a little <laughs> bit. And Jacko, we had a few nights there playing 2K together on, on the PlayStation, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I think um, from memory, <laughs> I beat you one time and then you started crying. Which was oh, she did a sore loser for sure. Toys out of the oh, car. It was Bad. She it, went all quiet and then I like kind of awkwardly shuffled out of the room. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing in our bedroom anyway, mate? Oh, Get out of there. Hey, oh, <laughs> now it's a party. Uh, hey, good luck today, Jacko, and thanks for coming on the weekend huddle. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, West Coast and South Fremantle, of course, the Waffle kicks off this weekend. We've seen a couple of games already. Late start for the Waffle this year. Very late. Fix is it normally year, what a couple of weeks? Is it normally meant to be last weekend? It's usually started? one week delay. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. But it's now like four weeks. It's too much. Well, let's just hope they can get a team together because half their side's been called up to play for the uh, the Eagles tomorrow. Mm. Tough them anyway. Next up though, beat the huddle one triple three five three. Take on Ryan or Danny. Your chance to win a hundred bucks thanks to Market City Meats. It's pretty simple. You pick Ryan or, or Danny or Danny. Danny or old balls. Who do you think you can beat? <laughs> We've got the crier over here, or old balls. If you beat Danny, she might cry. So that's you know that's another reason to pick it. Best of five quiz, bit of footy, bit of stuff that's been, been happening this week. First of three will win. Uh, decide who you want to take on. The last three people have all picked you, Danny. Mm, I know because they all everyone rides me off, but I am I'm good. One triple three five three. Beat the huddles up next. Hundred bucks up for grabs thanks to Market City Meats. Give us a buzz, and then we'll cross to Adelaide. Bernie Vince. 
The king of Adelaide is on deck for the Dockers and the Adelaide Crows. We'll find out what's happening over there and can the Dockers get it done. One triple three five three for Beat the Huddle. Bernie Vince, the king of Adelaide, gee, gets around. He's in Adelaide on the rush hour, Saturday morning or Saturday rub. Of course, in Melbourne, he's across mm. there as well. Then he's got uh, the footy today in Adelaide again. Then gather around next weekend. So we'll find out what's happening across there for the big game coming up this morning straight after us. You love to see that, don't you? When they finish playing footy, they fully-fledged, you know, either media or they're going into coaching or a different he's profession. He's like the but Xavier like Ellis of Adelaide, just whore yeah. himself out to anyone that wants to pay money. Save, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh. Hey, um, so we thought people would call up for mm. Beat the Huddle, but we've just realised mm. the phone lines won't be working to call up because Sorry, they were guys. so they were scheduled for our old time slot. Now they've changed to be diverted to Melbourne. They've basically taken Easter weekend off like most of the population has, apart <laughs> so, from us. We're the only people working. So Even thousands our phones aren't of working. listeners that were calling up trying to get through. The reason you got a engaged signal is because uh, technical difficulties. Correct. Now, we before we knew there was a technical difficulty with our phone line, we thought no one was calling up to beat the huddle, <laughs> um, which meant no one's listening to the show. Ryan chucked the sad and said, why have I given up my Saturday mornings <laughs> to be here? And then we found out that... <laughs> and then no one's calling in. One of the reasons why we might want to get rid of him is because he had a bag of hot cross buns on his bench to bring in this morning. Yeah. Message the group saying, "I'll bring in some breakfast." <laughs> and then we and we get in this morning and now this is quite a funny story, right? So yeah. it is Easter long weekend. Sure is. This station does not feel very eastery. There's doesn't not, feel very. I can't festive. see can one I, Easter egg. Can I defend it slightly? Mm. During the week, the social committee. Yes. Put a Easter bunny on everybody's desk. And there was a giant bowl. Not our desk, Danny. Yeah, we don't have one, do we? (laughs) There was a giant bowl of single Easter eggs. You could help yourself as much as you want. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? So Xavier Ellis wrapped them up and said, that's what we'll do for the hunt tomorrow. (laughs) Didn't Didn't save any for us, did they? But yeah, no decorations, nothing up. You come in on a Saturday and you see Leachy's beautiful face on the... uh, on the TV screen. Yeah. But nothing. No eggs. Actually, no. Ember's probably took the bucket. He's got about five kids. He would have thought, <laughs> yeah. you know what, that'll, that'll do us. There's no money rest. left after the couple of. That'll <laughs> So tell us a story about the hot cross buns. What was you thinking no, when you well, left look, home? Look, I, I saw them because it's very early when we leave the house because, you know, we work so hard. We're here from the crack of dawn. Yeah. Everyone's asleep. And I, I see we had the two different types of hot cross buns. We had the chocolate <laughs> ones and the plain ones because the kids don't eat like them. Yeah. You know. So there's plenty to go around. There was enough to go around. Yeah. And I went to Graham and I thought, oh, then I've got to bring butter and it's a whole thing. <laughs> so I just went, nah, stuff and grabbed a banana and walked out. Um, but where were you guys? I mean, I'm not the only one who's here. You could have brought hot cross buns. Do you know, there was those fresh I don't pack, like them. fresh pack of apple cinnamon hot cross buns sitting on the bench. Luke was making a oh. coffee. I said, should I take this into the work team? And he goes, no, because he wants See? to. He wants to enjoy them over the, the weekend. Apple, apple cinnamon I ones. Injured, he needs a bit of comfort. Yeah, food. sure. Cheeseburger ones or some weird flavours at the be shops. Your, going that'd be your go. I'm no. not a hot cross bun man. No. Well, it's just like giant fruit toast. You, you strike me as the kind of bloke that what everyone else is following, yeah. you go the opposite it's, it's way. It's shocking yeah. to me that yeah. Tommy is grumpy about hot cross buns. <laughs> I'm, not grumpy I'm not grumpy about, about them. I'm just, no. just not a big fan of them. Hot cross buns. Who yeah. wants them? Rabble, like, rabble, rabble. Presents on Easter. Why would you give presents? You just are a bit of a Scrooge, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, grump. Well, Sorry. I don't have kids yet. Maybe when the kid, You'll soften. the uh, baby boy comes in four weeks. Oh, wow. You watch the change. A softening. I'll be out there with the uh, carrots uh, outside. <laughs> He'll greet us with a hug when we yeah, get here yeah, on Saturday yeah. morning. I'll be waiting, Tommy. I'll be waiting. <laughs>
Coming up next, we'll cross to Adelaide and hopefully get Bernie Vince. Find out the latest Fremantle taking on the Adelaide Crows. 92.9 Triple M. Bernie Vince not too far away from Adelaide. Is Frio over there for a whole week, Rhino? Yeah, just 10 uh, days. I think nine or 10 days they're staying. It's a long time. Yeah. It, I think their theory is they'll bunker down, get a bit of camaraderie around there, work together. They're in a different, very, very different place to West Coast. So West Coast will yeah. come back between their games. Okay. They got a lot of young families and stuff. Obviously, Danny, right yes. here. So there's a, it's a different setup. Frio's got maybe one or two players with kids. Uh, West Coast take on Melbourne tomorrow, and they'll be without Nick Natanui again for at least half the season, if yeah. not the whole season. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was weird during the week when we heard, heard Simo admit that they had. Basically lied to the members and the fans and said that he yeah. might be back this week or the week after, and they knew the whole time. Did he lie to he, the members he, and the fans, well, or do they, do they just not know the no, nature of what's going on? This was no. a bit different, Danny. This no. was different. It's a, with, it's a withholding of information. So when it first became apparent that Nick had an Achilles issue, the right questions were asked. Like you know, personally as a journo, I know I, I went to three or four different places, and the messaging from all of them was. No, this this should be okay within a week or two, and it's consistently stayed that for a little while. I have to ask Adam Simpson that every Monday, and he hates being asked that question <laughs> about Nick, and I hate having to ask it. But the reality is, he's an important player. Um, but the messaging now seems to be, yeah, we knew it was going to be a bit worse, so we should have just said that in the first place, and then we wouldn't have had all this pressure every week about Nick. Which, yes, that's right. That's why you give people clear information. Okay, on well, they've, well, they've come out and said that now. Yeah, so could, now. do we just let it go? Well. Well, no. Why? But why? But hang on. So why are we so adamant to focus so badly on what Nick's? No, it's not. It's not about Nick. It's just about the message from the club. I think the fans and the members deserve better as supporters of the club. Just clarity, rather than saying, "Look at your face." Rather than saying we think wow, it'll be I'm a chance this, my eyes a little bit we think it'll be a think... chance this week when they knew he wouldn't be. It's mm. it, it, honesty, not Nick at all. No, honest, no, honesty is important. Integrity is important with injury reporting. That's all. Like I'm not smashing them. Like no. it's I yeah. get it why they do these things because yes. you're protecting players and you know how things can change with injuries. You can be fast. You can be slow. Just say you don't know. Well, that's it. There's uncertainty. It yeah. could be, and and they kind of were saying that, but but it does feel like maybe they were withholding some of the information. I just think if you're a, fan or a member and you want to believe the message coming out of the club, then the message has to be consistent and accurate mm. all the time. I reckon, not- they, I reckon they've learned from this, Tommy. Well, I, I think they'll I'm do glad it they, I'm glad disre- they came out and owned it. But you yeah. can't disregard the fact that there are doctors and physios and that thinking, hey, it might be okay, so let's go with this. And actually, oh, actually, this thing, no, it's looking a little bit worse than we thought. Things change. No, but I think this one was when Simo said we knew that he'd be out for a longer period of time. And then we said he'd be a chance this week. Mm, I'm staying out Week to week. We'd be a chance for week to week, which which it never really was. Mm -hmm. We hope he's back as soon as possible. Superstar player. And Simo's done a great job with the the, uh, team this week as we just, you know, butter that up, make it nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, I'm staying out of it. uh, Next up though, Bernie Vince live from Adelaide. What's happening with the Dockers across there and how Bernie is the new king of South Australia. 92.9 Triple M. Coming up after this game, not only do we have Fremantle taking on Adelaide, we have the Saturday rub. And one man who's an integral part of that show, he is the king of Adelaide and has to put up with Billy Brownless every Saturday morning, is <laughs> Bernie Vince. Good morning, Bern. Uh, g'day, guys. I'm not sure about the king of Adelaide, but uh, I am here this weekend, which is, uh, I'm looking forward to this game, actually. Oh, you're underselling yourself there, Bern. Best and fairest winner at the Adelaide Crows. 
gather around next week in Adelaide. It's going to become the centre of the universe. You'll be at everything. You'll be cutting ribbons. You'll be hosting. You'll be at every pub Cashies. lunch. How many Have you worked out yet how many lunches you can get to from a capacity of making a little extra coin on the side? Because our own... Xavier Ellis, I reckon he made 50 grand in the week of the grand final <laughs> he being here. Up, doesn't he? And the only person uh, who earned yeah. more was Andrew Embley. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually, uh, I just did say to the wife, I said from Thursday till about Tuesday the following week, uh, you won't see me at all. I've uh, got a fair few, fair few things I've got on, but I'm actually going to call a few games in between all that mayhem as well. So uh, I've got four games to do and um, it's going to be a busy weekend, but it's great for Adelaide. Adelaide, it's actually humming. They can't. It's so exciting. We've got the not just the gather round. We've got live golf the weekend after as well. So um, pretty exciting couple of weeks for the city. And it's great that the government's got around um, some big events. And um, yeah, we're really looking forward to having or hosting the whole well the first ever gather round. So every team, every game to be in Adelaide. Most of the games obviously here. I'm at Adelaide Oval now in preparation for the game this afternoon. But there's one, there's a couple of games at Nord Oval and we get up into the Hills, Mount Barker as well. So hopefully a lot of um, a lot of Adelaide a lot of people get to go to games that they wouldn't otherwise see. Have we got a cha-ching, a dollar sign sound effect there for Bernie? Because I reckon Visit South Australia is just going <laughs> to... Oh, a little <laughs> bit of a tourism <laughs> plug there. You a could bit of a pick up there Bernie. as well. <laughs> Good pick up. Uh, Bernie, can we talk about today's game, Adelaide and uh, Fremantle? Um, what What's your take on the game coming up? Yeah, well, Adelaide struggled the first couple of rounds, a little bit similar to Freo, I suppose, as well, losing to, to North Melbourne over there. Everyone just thought you'd pencil in that win. Um, but, yeah, bounced back last week in the Derby, obviously. But Adelaide, the first couple of weeks were just, well, the, the media were coming for him really over here and what Daddy Nicks hadn't done and had done and what he could change. But in the, in the showdown last week, what, it has to be a loser. So that whoever lost that was going to be under pressure. Now all the pressure's on Port Adelaide. But they actually, it was a very entertaining game, something we probably thought was going to be one of the poorer games to watch for the round. But it ended up being really high scoring. And it wasn't until that, um, last half of that last quarter, where Adelaide kicked the last six goals and uh, and kicked away. But some exciting signs for Adelaide too. They got some. They got Isaac Rankin in, and, and there's a lot of talk about oh he's not worth 800 a year and giving up first round draft picks. But I think he's he's already proven his worth with his goal sense around goal. Not just that, but his forward pressure and he's just clean, makes things happen. Rochelle's an exciting player up board as well. So um, Freeman are going to have their work cut out today. I actually. I think they can still win Fremantle. I still have them making the top eight. I know it's only early um, early days yet, but I um, still think they're a quality side. Their midfield, very good. Andrew Brayshaw, obviously, through there. Luke Jackson's one that I'll be keeping a close eye on. Um, had a very good couple of years at Melbourne, but then hasn't probably shot the lights out either, has he, um, at Fremantle yet? So we look, taking a close look at him. Kicked a couple of goals last week. was a bit better, so... Um, he's a, certainly a quality player, so I'm looking forward to him hopefully going well today. Yeah, he's just building into a season nicely, yeah, the unicorn, Luke Jackson. <laughs> but, Bern, but you touched on the showdown there. We love the showdown. It's a great rivalry, I have to say. It's probably better than our derby at the moment, the way the games are played out and close. and The whole of Adelaide stops and everybody yep. gets froths right over it. And then your mate, Damien Barrett, love Damo, great <laughs> journalist. He knows yep. what he's talking about in footy. But I reckon, Tommy, you got some audio here of the great Damo. 
Because I know it's a minority view, but I, I feel bring it to Melbourne, not just um, to make it a t- Friday night time slot, but bring it to Melbourne what? MCG. If you scheduled <laughs> that game, okay, if you don't say MCG, let's go with Marble Stadium. No. You'd feel it. No. You'd feel no. it. Damn, that's even worse. <laughs> oh, oh, he's lost it. He's had an absolute <laughs> shocker there, Damo. Can you talk nah. us through that thought process, Burn? Yeah, well, Damo, he does enjoy a Pinot um, sort of any time <laughs> in the afternoon. I reckon he might have gone a little bit hard before doing that interview or doing that show because how could you take something like that out of Adelaide? I mean, they were, it was a sellout um, here last week. I, I don't know what the game would be. He thinks it's the biggest rivalry in the AFL. That was his argument. Um, it's right up there. Uh, there's a couple others that probably rival it as well. You'd probably Essendon, Collingwood, Anzac, that's a pretty big rivalry too, but... He thought by getting it over there, he could play it at the MCG or, uh, you know, fill that. And otherwise, people in Melbourne don't get to see that rivalry firsthand. But I don't think they'd get the crowds and the hype and the excitement that it does here right in its home state. So, in in summary, that would never happen. So, um, <laughs> we had him on the rush hour this week here in Adelaide and we basically just pulled it. Paired him apart. So he, he, he's coming over to gather around. I said, "Be ready, mate. At the airport. They're waiting for you." They they, they don't take the, rest of the, <laughs> the, the Adelaide uh, people. So be be very very careful. We might need some security when he gets here. Now, Burn. Before we let you go, you work with Jars and Bluey on the rush hour yes. in Adelaide, and then Billy Brownless on a yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Who is tougher to work next to? <laughs> oh, it's a. I don't – well, Bluey's easy. Don't worry about him. He's fine. The rest are fine. So it's it's come down to two, and both have got no hair. Andrew Jarman <laughs> and Brownless. I'm not sure who's harder to work. Oh, maybe even uh, – I think it's Billy. Billy, he goes down past – well, last week on the on the uh, Saturday rub, we're just talking away and, you know, interested in the game, and all of a sudden he just started doing a race call of his horse <laughs> coming down. His, his horse was racing at Mooney Valley for something. He on, just Bill. called the whole race. Right from not, not just the finish, he called it as it jumped. It was a 2,000-metre race. Three minutes. It went for ages. We're going, well, you're going to be long, Bill, going to be long. And But to his credit, it did win at about 10 bucks. So that was exciting for people that, that want to hear that, but we didn't really want to hear it. All right, Ben, we appreciate your time. Uh, Saturday rub straight after us here on the weekend huddle and then Frio and uh, Adelaide, 11.45 here in Perth, Burn. Good luck with the call and we're tuning in for the rub. Of course, Easter weekend straight after us. We're off to the rub and, and then Adelaide Frio. And tomorrow afternoon, West Coast taking on Melbourne. Well, of course, I'll be there. Ryan, I'll be at Channel 7 watching. Easter and Danny, Sunday you'll footy. be there as well. Well, look, I'm not sure whether I'm going to get to the game because what? I know Luke's not playing. It's not about that. It's that the kids are going to be like sugar overload. Oh, you know, yeah. Like tomorrow morning, they'll, they'll wake up. The bunny will have the chockies all out for the hunt. They're going to be like pinging off the walls. I mean, this come about midday. They, they <laughs> like will. Danny in 2008. <laughs> I've got oh. a friend that doesn't give her children sugar. And like that, not that's even at fine, Easter? each to their own. But I'm a bit... I'm a bit of a fun mum. I consider myself a bit of a fun mum. You can have Chucky for brekkie on Easter. Yeah. It's a one day a year. No that's... idea what the day is going to look like. But... That's fun. not okay. What? Fun not mum. okay to give your kids chocolate for breakfast? No, nah, to be okay without your friend not giving them sugar. Well, no, but the, 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 each to their own. Sugar affects kids in different ways. We can oh, go and chat on. about that. Come on, Danny. Grow up. Another it's time. Easter. I'm, oh, it's, I know. It's Easter. <laughs> Name this person. I know. No, what I'm are just... you doing <laughs> this weekend um, with the kids, Rhino? So after this, mini golf. Mini, some mini golf thing yeah. at RAC Arena I'm going oh. to. So, oh, freebie. It's no, are you, not a, are you paid for the it? tickets. Pixar. Are you paid for the tickets. Pixar putt. That's it. Pixar putt. So uh, oh, we go there. And 
just getting ready for the, you know, maybe a Masters tournament appearance in yes, 20 tonight. years or something for young William. Who knows? You can watch Tiger. And the best thing is I can get KFC after mini golf. So oh. it's like I've got my own little Masters. Yeah, he definitely wants. Can we start every time he mentions KFC on this show taking note of it? I'm not getting paid yet. He's Mate, like, uh, what's going on? That's like your seventh mention of KFC. He's like Embers with Catalanos. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to get I own three KFC franchises. Just very dodgy. Never mentioned that. Now no. I'm bracing myself because this afternoon we've got a fairy party for my girlfriend's little uh, four-year-old. Are you Ad getting dressed June up? Dela. I'm going to wear some wings and, again, fun mum, you know, dress up with the kids. <laughs> Does she realise how little... daggy fun mum sounds? <laughs> I'm not a dag. I'm the, I'm the fun mum. I'm the fun mum, yeah. I'm the fun one. And, and all my mates are looking at me going, mate, you are a total, total <laughs> dag. Anyway, I'll, Georgia will be dressed up in a little fairy outfit. Ollie's going to be donning a dragon suit because apparently he wants to ruin the party and breathe fire on everyone. So sure. see how we go. Tommy. Uh, what am I doing? I'm yeah. baby shopping. Oh, what are you buying? Well, not for a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal. <laughs> That's illegal. <laughs> no, I have to buy some products for the baby. What so. are you buying today? What's on the... Uh, a baby on? monitor. But we'll, okay. we'll get into that next week. Anyway, coming up next, the Saturday rub. Good luck to the Dockers and good luck to the West Coast Eagles. 92.9 Triple M. That's it for this week's edition of 92.9 Triple M's Weekend Huddle. These legends will be back next week for all things sport and a side of carry-on. But until then, remember to get the podcast from the listener app.